Pakistan what? keen to work on all issues with Iran. How Ecuador descended what? into North violence. Korea conducts underwater More than nuclear weapons dead, test 95 system. Million State under media. Weather alerts Macron seeks to revitalize the presidency what? with bow for a stronger Sports France. Illustrated lays off most of Japan its becomes the latest country to land on the moon. What's going on in the world? In case you haven't heard, we have a radio station now. It's called Fireside Radio. Um, you can listen to my DJ set. Um, this is this is me, Bev Buchanan. You can listen to it on Mondays uh, from 11 to 3 and on Fridays from 11 to 4. Tune in or you're dumb. This podcast is produced by Student Media. Student Media is a student organization at the University of Evansville. Student Media produces the Crescent Magazine, published online and print three times a semester. Student Media produces several podcasts and utilizes design, photography, video, and sound towards experiential and academic learning in journalistic endeavors and engaging storytelling. Student media elevates the voice of the student body and connects the campus and community to important information and points of view. To learn more, visit crescent.evansville.edu. Welcome back to What's Going On in the World. This is season two. We just got back from a winter break and we're excited to bring what's going on around the world to you through our podcast. I am here with Sarah Siles and my name is Tommy J. Hausman and here we go. So, what is going on with this weather? I mean, I'm glad you asked. A week-long Arctic cold has gripped the United States, leading to over 50 deaths and affecting 95 million people under winter weather warnings. The south, from Texas to Florida, experienced freeze alerts with 15 million Americans facing cold temperatures. Notable cities like Shreveport, Jackson, Birmingham, and Atlanta saw temperatures dipping into the low 20s or teens. Tennessee reported the highest number of cold-related deaths. Various states issued warnings, with Tennessee closing state offices due to dangerous winter weather. Western New York residents battled heavy snowfall, and cities from West Virginia to South New England expected one to five inches of snow. Philadelphia, New York City, and Boston also faced snowfall. While the weekend forecast predicted low temperatures, there was hope for warmer conditions by Monday in some areas. The Midwest anticipated sunnier days with a temperature increase by the end of the week. The situation is developing and updates are expected. Here on the University of Evansville campus, we have about a half inch of snow and a little bit of ice here and there, but it seems like uh, facilities management has been on top of it, uh, spreading salt around and uh, scraping the snow off in, in the parking lots. And I, I don't think there's been any accidents on campus and everything's worked out pretty well. I think everybody's getting around pretty good. I made it to all my classes. How about you? I did too. But from the University of Evansville campus to the other side of the globe, what's going on in Iran and Pakistan, Sarah? Conflict is raging between Iran and Pakistan. On Tuesday, Iran fired missiles into Pakistan in an attempt to kill an Iranian terrorist group. In retaliation, Pakistan fired missiles into Iran yesterday. Additionally, an Iranian-backed military organization, the Houthis, are continuing to attack ships in the Red Sea. 
Hezbollah, another Iranian-backed group, is fighting Israel in Lebanon. Despite all of this, Iran still says that they do not plan to get involved with the Israel-Hamas conflict. I think that Iran is indirectly involved with the war, though, because they are drawing part of Israel's military away from Gaza and into Lebanon. Also, if things keep escalating in the Middle East, more countries may be subjected to getting involved in the war. So, what's going on in South America? Ecuador has plunged into a state of armed internal conflict marked by widespread violence and chaos. The the crisis began when notorious gang leader Adolfo Macia Valamar, known as Fido, escaped from La Regional Prison in Guayaquil. The plan to transfer Fido to a safer prison failed, triggering riots in multiple jails across the country. Ecuador's prison system is influenced by inmate-controlled wings, leading to power struggles and violence between rival gangs. The violence escalated on January 7th when explosive devices detonated in various cities, including an attack on TC television. Journalists were held at gunpoint during a live broadcast, highlighting the severity of the situation. President Daniel Noboa declared a 60-day state of emergency and imposed a nationwide curfew. The armed forces were deployed to restore order, facing backlash from the gangs. Ecuador's attractiveness to gangs is linked to its geographical location between major cocaine producers, Colombia and Peru. As Colombian authorities cracked down on drug trafficking, transitional criminal groups sought new routes, making Ecuador an appealing transit country with its Pacific Coast ports. President Noboa's response included deploying soldiers to prisons and across the country, allowing police to conduct searches and declaring 22 gangs as terrorist organizations. The president declared an armed internal conflict and emphasized no negotiations with the violent gangs. The crisis poses a significant challenge for Naboa, who took office two months ago with a mandate to combat gang-related violence. However, the escalating turmoil has instilled fear among Ecuadorians, with violence spilling from prisons into major cities. So, Sarah, I hope this isn't true, but are there rumors about nuclear tests in North Korea? Rumors, yes. This past Sunday, North Korea claimed to have tested its underwater nuclear weapon. However, there is no substantiation for these tests, and South Korea has said they suspect that North Korea is trying to provoke and intimidate people by making this sound scarier than it actually is. Also for news in Eastern Asia, earlier today, Japan became the fifth country to successfully land on the moon. The smart lander for investigating moon landed this morning, but there was a problem with the solar panels. They will not function as long as previously hoped. They are still working to collect navigational data in the limited time they do have. So all this talk about space, I really get uh, a lot more excited talking about venturing into space than talking about nuclear weapon tests. Um, I I heard that, you know, there's plans for us to go back to the moon soon. Have you watched For for All Mankind on Apple Plus? I have not. It is a wonderful show. It's like what if Russia got to the moon before the United States and how that might have affected the the whole race in general. And it's like an alternative reality. It's a really interesting show. Sounds like an interesting perspective. Yeah. For other scary news... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about this. You know, we run a, run a magazine here at Student Media, and I have a, a fear for the future of print media. And Sports Illustrated publisher Authentic Brands Group has sent layoff notices to most, if not all, of its journalists. 
terminating its licensing agreement with the Arena Group for publication. The staff's union expressed concern, describing it as another challenging day in the magazine's four years under Arena Group's stewardship. The layoffs followed the publisher's announcement of a significant reduction in its 100 staff member workforce, citing substantial debt and missed payments. The union calls on Authentic Brands Group to ensure the continued publication of Sports Illustrated, which has been serving its audiences for nearly 70 years. I know, I know as a child, there was always a Sports Illustrated in my house. And um, with more things like this happening, it, it does really concern me that the future of print is in, in danger and the future of journalism itself is in danger. Macron, the president of France, announced new changes that he hopes to make. He announced a new right-leaning cabinet to the public and explained some ways in which he wants to crack down on France. He wants all children in primary school in France to learn France's national anthem. He also wants to, quote, regulate the use of screens among young children, end quote, and to, quote, better controlling our borders by fighting against uncivilized behavior with a doubling of the police presence in our streets, by fighting against drugs, by fighting against radical Islam, end quote. I think one of the biggest challenges for him and his ideas is going to be that he wants to unite France, but also to make it more right politically. I feel like some of the things he wants to achieve don't necessarily align with right-wing values, so it will be interesting to see how he goes about accomplishing his goals. Well, on that note, I think that's the end of our first episode of Season 2. Thank you, everybody, for listening to What's Going On in the World. My name is Tommy J. Hausman, and I'm here with Sarah Siles. We're looking forward to you tuning in next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Pakistan keen to work on all issues with Iran. How Ecuador descended what? into game North violence. Korea conducts underwater More nuclear weapons dead, test system. State media. Weather alerts what? Macron seeks to revitalize the presidency. What? Bow for a stronger France. Sports Illustrated lays off most of its Japan weather. becomes the latest country to land on the moon. What's going on in the world?